This is the Yab Convocast, one-on-one conversations with your other brothers' authors, community members, supporters, and friends. What's up, friends, and welcome to the Yab Convocast, one-on-one conversations with beloved members of our community. Um, and I'm really excited. I love episodes like these because it's like opening a box on Christmas, you guys, because we get to meet, we get to audibly meet somebody for the first time. Although if you've been following the blog for, I don't know, last, gosh, how long has it been? Three years now? We'll give him a voice in a second. It's been at least a couple years now of some blogs and he's written some of my favorite blogs. That is not hyperbole. I enjoy anytime, anytime I see a pending post from this person, on my dashboard, I get so happy and, and joyful. And um, and after a while, he had a long hiatus there where he wasn't blogging, but then all of a sudden he's like pumped out, I think three or four blogs these last few months. So it's really cool to see that. And it's awesome to have him on the combo cast making his combo cast debut. It's Will Cooper. What's up, brother? It's good to be here. Uh, thanks for letting me join. <laughs> so good to have you. I was thrilled when you wanted to come on and talk because talking with you is a delight. It really is. Yeah. And it, it makes me, it also makes me laugh with, uh, with the blogging because I think I've been blogging for quite a while now, more than a couple of years, but I only like yeah give like a couple blog posts a year. So it's, a. Uh, um, it's a very limited edition. It's like the the gift that comes in the mail once a year, twice a year, and you really look forward to that gift. <laughs> I hope it's more often, but I also know you're a busy man because why don't you introduce yourself, Will, for those that don't know you? What do you do for a living? Where do you live? Like, What's kind of your, what's your spiel? Yeah, so I am a pastor. I've uh, been a pastor for about five-ish years now. Uh, I live in uh, Alberta, Canada, originally from Michigan though. So I'm not like a true Canadian, but I've, mm. I lived in Canada for, uh, for a bit now. And I, I enjoy it here. Canadians are wonderful people. So shout out they to all of our, are. uh, yobbers who are uh, Canadians. Uh, I think, correct me. Well, I don't know if you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've had another Canadian on the podcast. Cause we've had, we've had Daniel, he's, from originally from the Philippines, but now in the UK. And so it is great to have, even though you are American by birth, like it is fun to have more representation internationally because people listen to our podcast all around the world. And so it's fun. It's not just an America thing, y'all. We have people who are living all over the place. And and being from Michigan, that's basically Canada. So you're basically Canadian, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> Well, and I lived in northern Wisconsin for a while too, and people made the same. Oh, see, joke. there you that, go. That's basically so you just Canada. Kept, you just kept going north, and away you go. <laughs> Which is funny because I've always wanted to live in a tropical environment, uh, and I keep wow. on heading further away. From You're doing tropical. great. <laughs> <laughs> You're t- soon you'll be in the Yukon, and you it's all all uh, peaches and cream from I'll, there. I'll move to White Horse. It'll be it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I love Alberta. Huge shout out to our Albertan listenership if you exist. I love Alberta. It's it's got to be my favorite Canadian province because I just have so many fond memories there. Lake Louise is there. There's the okay, the Torrington Gopher Hole Museum. Have you been there, <laughs> Will? 
I I have not been there, but I've seen many, uh, many pictures. Um, we need to go ASAP because that place, you guys, there is literally a museum in middle of nowhere country, Alberta. And it is just like a little, I don't know, like 20 by 20 foot room of glowing chambers. And you just like walk past each one and they're just filled with dead gophers that are stuffed and wearing human clothing and, and, and acting things that are absurd. Like why are there three gophers sitting around a kitchen table and the mom's wearing an apron and there's <laughs> and there's like crudely written captions on it. It's it's the most, it's the best two, not, oh, not two pounds. Y'all, y'all just call them dollars, right? Two dollars? Yeah. Yeah, it's the best $2 you'll ever spend. So I highly recommend it. But um, <laughs> Alberta, that's all that to say. Alberta is more than just a gopher, dead gopher museum. It is a magnificent province. And I hope to go back someday, Will, when this plague has been lifted from the planet. You you have a room in my place to stay if you if you visit again. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I would I would really treasure that. Um yeah, well, it's awesome to have you on board as a pastor, too, because not only are you representing Canada, you're representing pastors, and it's fun to just have that perspective um, in our community. Did you know, like, I've always been curious, well, like, have you always known you wanted to be a pastor? Was that like a college thing that you figured out, or what's like your backstory on being a pastor? Oh, that's funny, because like, when I was a little kid, like, four or five years old, I would uh, pretend to be a pastor and preach to my family. Like I would stand on (laughs) little boxes and uh, like try to make my own like makeshift pulpit and uh, um, yeah, just create sermons as a kid. So it it does make me laugh. That's what that is what I'm doing now, though. I did. I did struggle in college if I should be a pastor because I'm like, oh, being being a celibate gay person and a pastor, how's that going to work? And it was, uh, um, yeah, it was a lot to work through and try to figure out. And it's, uh, it's something, yeah, it's, it's a process because I am out to my church and that has gone overall pretty well, but it's still like, there's a whole lot to figure out with being a celibate gay pastor. So, yeah. Yeah. I remember you you brought this actually to our attention on a Zoom call. I don't know. It was like three months ago, six months ago, something like that. But you reminded me, was it on a Zoom call or on the Discord? I forget. But you reminded me nonetheless that there was actually a time where you were about to come out to like the leadership in your church and you were on a Zoom call or you were or you posted in the Facebook group that it's just about to happen, that you're about to share your story for the first time with people in your church. And it's crazy to think about like you being a part of Yob for that long that you are now fully out in your church and um and just to see you contributing it's it's been an awesome awesome vantage point from my perspective to see some of your story unfold in our community yeah Yob has been there like every step of the way during this yeah coming out to my church process and all that stuff it's a um, yeah, I mentioned it at the Yab Digital Retreat. That's probably that's where you it. mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was like I just put it on the the Facebook group. That was 2017 uh, when that happened. So yeah, 
Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So you haven't been here from the very beginning, but you're, I think you were in that first slew of new authors. Like when we, when we first started adding people after we'd been around for a year or so, like you were, you were in that first crop of people. So you're, you're like tier one A, you're not, you're not the very beginning, but you're as close as you can possibly get basically. So it's awesome to, it's awesome that you're still here, that you're still around these parts. It's good to have you now on this podcast. Um, well, Will, I know when we've discussed this this time together that you had something that you it was just burning on your heart that you wanted to share with our listeners and um, it should be noted that like you are known like when we have our Zoom calls like usually there's a, a nice bookshelf behind you I'm disappointed today there's just a blank wall behind you but but you're known for books you're known for whiskey you're known for kind of like honestly a man's man motif like I just um, you have a nice facial hair it's just like so much about you that you're also an enneagram five right you you, you identify yeah. as a five so the representation Though, you guys. me being a five i'm not a big fan of the enneagram so that's <laughs> mm, so there you go so that means you're a five that's yeah. it confirms it um <laughs> representing canada representing pastors representing fives which we do not get much representation from fives so um Anyway, I say all that to say, what did you want to share so in our we'll, remaining time together? We'll see how this goes. Uh, the, <laughs> I love the, it. <laughs> the way I describe this to you is almost like a convo cast where we're like sitting in a cigar lounge uh, on leather chairs mm. with the whiskey, even though we're not doing that right now. Uh, the, uh, I was like, you know, I love... I love poems. So I'm going to like read some poems to you. Like, uh, uh, love it. It's a, and some, some people, some people in the Yav community will love this. Some will be like, Oh no. Uh, but I think, I think we are a community that would appreciate a well-placed or several well-placed poems. Yeah. I would well, like to think listeners and listeners, if this is a new experience for you, just soak it in, you know, <laughs> Well, enjoy, and I think enjoy this wordplay. Is, this is how people are going to like understand my personality because I do have a lot of quirks mm. about me. And this will this will be a good uh, introduction to that. Like my nickname up here by many of my friends is the the gay Ron Swanson. So I am just going to be reinforcing <laughs> uh, that nickname. Big shout out to Parks and Rec, our <laughs> beloved, beloved sitcom of old. Yes. That's yeah. amazing. Well, yeah, we've the clock is running well, so let's get to it. Yeah, what, how much what do you time got do we us? have here? We're, we're like we have about we have about ten minutes. Let's <laughs> and I also I want to say also because I knew you were bringing multiple poems. I have one that I would like to share as well. So let's Ooh. make sure we save time for my favorite poem. But go ahead and sh share what you have. I'm really curious to hear. So the first one, I okay. So my name for. Yab is Will Cooper. It's a fake name. Um, like it's not gasp. Shock. Uh, it's I named it or I took the name from William Cooper, uh, who is uh, his last name is spelled differently. Uh, C O W P E R. And he, yeah, I've always thought it was pronounced Cowper. Yeah, it's, it's not pronounced, pronounced Cooper. Cowper. That okay. that's how I know yeah. if somebody actually knows who William Cooper is or not. Right. They, Clearly, I do not. <laughs> And so he is my favorite poet. And so, which is why I took his name. Um, 
alive in the mid 1700s. Uh, but a lot of uh, a lot of historians, like he wrote a ton of hymns. Uh, he wrote hymns with uh, John Newton, the guy who wrote Amazing Grace. Like uh, yeah. just uh, very influential in what a collab. Oh yeah, just just amazing. But a lot of historians also think he might have been gay too. He never married. He uh, uh, suffered from a lot of anxiety and uh, depression. And some historians think that his sexuality was like um, the driving force to that. But when you look at history, it's impossible to know those things. So that's all speculation. But I like to think that there was a uh, a popular uh, gay celibate hymn writer. So that's a- uh, Absolutely. Uh, We're yeah. a creative lot. Why not? Why not one of them? Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it fits like this certain motif. So the first, so I'm going to read one poem by him, though it's a famous hymn too. So if you know your hymns, you'll, you'll know this, but uh, there is a fountain and this is, this isn't my favorite, but it was my introduction to Will Cooper. So I'll just read a little bit of that here. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. The dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day, and there may I, though vile as he, wash all my sins away. Dear dying lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power till all the ransomed church of God be saved to sin no more. Ever since by faith I saw the stream, thy flowing wounds supply, redeeming love has been my theme and shall be till I die. When this poor, lisping, stammering tongue lies silent in the grave, then in a nobler, sweeter song, I'll sing thy power to save. I love that. I love that so much. The very beginning, it's very like gruesome like it's very vivid you know emmanuel's veins plunged yet like yeah. very strong language and and that's cooper in general like okay this is this is probably why people think he's uh probably gay because he's very dramatic uh <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say i'm feeling like very forge four vibes like melancholic very emphatic mm -hmm. yeah if, especially if there's other are you reading more from cooper or did you like do a cross section I of I, I did a cross uh, section of okay, here. Gotcha. So, uh, so that'll be my that only nice. Cooper one. But I highly recommend getting into his stuff. Like he's like yeah. considered one of the greatest poets in all of uh, uh, history or English poets, I should say. You've got me intrigued. Yeah, I'm going to check out William, not Cowper, Cooper. Yes. <laughs> Who else you got in your repertoire? So... Let's let's see. I I was trying to decide if I wanted to do a Scandinavian Lutheran poem from the uh, early 1600s, but I decided not to. It's hard to understand, so I just gave you this <laughs> teaser and I let everybody down. Um, That's great. No, I the teaser sometimes is worth price of admission. It, like we we know you love. I know you love Icelandic things. So. Mm -hmm. it, if people want to dig into Halgrimur Peterson, I actually almost picked his name for my fake name for Yab. Uh, oh. uh, but I decided Will Cooper was probably better. I think but, that was a solid pick. Yeah. 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 So this next poem uh, is by Thomas Nash. It's um, this is I found to be a very interesting poem. And during a pandemic, uh, this is uh 
will be fascinating as well. It's written in the mid 1500s and it's called Litany and Time of Plague. So we are in a plague. So let's yeah, hear it. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> this is depressing. Like, I don't know, this, this episode might take a depressing turn and that was not my. Hey, uh, I love depressing turns. I'm all about first, those. First we began with a fountain filled with blood and now we're going to uh, a litany. <laughs> we're, we're bucking the stereotype of the show because Daniel called this show the happy show and the Yobcast is the sad show. So we're going to inverse some things today. We're going to make this the sad show, but go ahead. There we continue. go. <laughs> okay. Adieu, farewell, earth's bliss. The world uncertain is. Fond are life's lustful joys. Death proves them all but toys. None from his darts can fly. I am sick. I must die. Lord, have mercy on us. Rich men trust not in wealth. Gold cannot buy you health. Physic himself must fade. All things to end are made. The plague full swift goes by. I am sick. I must die. Lord, have mercy on us. Beauty is but a flower which wrinkles will devour. Brightness falls from the air. Queens have died young and fair. Death has closed Helen's eye. I am sick, I must die. Lord, have mercy on us. Strength stoops unto the grave. Worms feed on Hector brave. Swords may not fight with fate. Earth still holds oak her gate. Come, come, the bells do cry. I am sick, I must die. Lord, have mercy on us. Wit with his wantonness tasted death's bitterness. Hell's executioner hath no fears, has hath no ears for to hear. What vain art can reply? I am sick, I must die. Lord have mercy on us. Haste therefore each degree to welcome destiny. Heaven is our heritage, earth but a player's stage. Mount we unto the sky. I am sick, I must die. Lord have mercy on us. Oh, honestly, so, that is like a sweetly, a sweetly, um, what's that instrument? The cello. It's like a cello <laughs> going back and forth and I'm just hearing it and I'm like rocking to it. And I know some people listening are probably like, that is, yeah, that is the most depressing thing I've ever heard, but I feel so at home <laughs> and, and I do <laughs> with that. And I do realize that like some of the language will be archaic for people to understand, but even, even some of the archaic language, like there are lines in here that's just so beautiful. Like beauty is but a flower, which wrinkles will devour. I'm like, that mm -hmm. is, that's, that's heavenly language. Yeah. You're suddenly making me, cause we have this book club, shout out to our book club. We have book club going as, as part of our, our Patreon tiers now in our community. Um, and it makes me wonder, how do you think our group would do with a poetry, some sort of poetry book? Like I'm really, I'm curious cause Personally, me, I have been wanting to get more into poetry. As a writer, I think that would benefit me more to read more poetry, um, to practice more poetic language. That's something that I've always been self-conscious about with my writing is like, am I poetic enough? Am I trying too hard? Does it come across as like cliche? And you're you're definitely inspiring me, Will, with all of these, these readings right now. Well, and there are so many different genres, uh, like... Uh, um, the poem that I just read is in iambic tetrameter, I believe, uh, but like where it has this certain rhythm with it, but there's also the, like a sort of free prose poem um, style that people would probably be much more comfortable with, which perfect segue is my next poem. 
Perfect. We have time for one more, Will. One more. Close close us out with this what is, you have. This is going to be pushing the boundaries. Love it. I love pushing boundaries. <laughs> what is there, are you about to swear or what, what's happening? No, no. Uh, it. This is... <laughs> so it's a poem uh, by Tom Gunn, and it was written in... Uh, based in the uh, HIV AIDS crisis in the 80s. So there is some vivid imagery here. Um, And it's dark, uh, but I picked it because one, it's a favorite of mine. Plus it has a similar title to the poem that I just read. So I just read a litany in time of plague and this is called in time of plague. So I'm just picking this despairing theme. Uh, I love it. I'll end on a somewhat more introspective, maybe optimistic note. We'll let the readers or listeners decide rather, but, it, but go we, ahead. Plus, I think it's good to be a little bit depressing. This is my four side coming out. We so. have to acknowledge reality, you guys. Life is hard. But yeah, go ahead, Will. What's your okay. final in, entry? In time of plague, my thoughts are crowded with death and it draws so oddly on the sexual that I am confused, confused to be attracted by, in effect, my own annihilation. Who are these two, these fiercely attractive men who want me to stick their needle in my arm? They tell me they are called Brad and John, one from here, one from Denver, sitting the same on the bench as they talk to me. Their legs spread apart, their eyes attentive. I love their daring, their looks, their jargon, and what they have in mind. Their mind is a mind of death. They know it and do not know it. And they are like me in that I know it and do not know it. And like the flow of people through this bar, Brad and John thirst heroically together for euphoria, for a state of ardent life in which we could all stretch ourselves and lose our differences. I seek to enter their minds. Am I a fool? And they direct and write properly, testing themselves against risk as a human must and does. Or are they the fools, their alert faces, mere death's heads lighted glamorously? I weigh possibilities till I am afraid of the strength of my own health and of their evident health. They get restless at last with my indecisiveness. And so first one and then the other move off into the concourse of people who are boisterous and bright, carrying in their faces and throughout their bodies the news of life and death. Mm. so good i love firsthand perspective first like first person accounts especially for something as vivid a time as the hiv aids crisis like that's what a what a capturing of emotions and thoughts from that from that time the the funny thing is the way i encountered that poem i've been i've been entranced by that poem for a long time now i was in bible college and we took a literature class and we were given a book of uh, poems, um, like just a basic textbook. And we were told to um, pick a poem and memorize it. So that was the one that I picked in Bible college. Wow. And uh, I don't have it thing. memorized anymore, but okay. I just like, I kept on saying um, over and over in my head, like, oh, my thoughts are crowded with death and they're drawn so oddly to the sexual. Like it's a, I don't know. I've just been yeah. mesmerized by this because of that like firsthand experience of somebody in the midst of that crisis. And we're not like 
yeah, we're not many steps removed from from that not situation. So I just I enjoy poems like that. So it's a bit risky, I do admit. I loved it. Yeah, you get you gave us <laughs> such a cross section of uh, humans today. So thank you for sharing that. I love this. Honestly, I kind of want to just sit here and listen to you read for another 45 minutes. But that's another show. Um, maybe on another convo cast, Will, we'll have you back and share. There, there we go. Now, now I'm interested to, to um, hear the poem that you, you have chosen. Yeah, let me pull it up real quick. It's a fairly cliche cliche in that it's very well known. It's called Wild Geese by Mary Oliver. And the reason I love this poem, it's like it's always come up. Um, I did a lot of work with with troubled youth, kids who are having a lot of trouble with drugs and alcohol and recovery and figuring out where their world is going. And certainly I've I mean, I've never struggled with drug and alcohol addiction, but I've struggled with my own addiction patterns and figuring out where my own life is going. And the reason this poem it's, it's, it's special to me because I've seen it pop up like when I least expect it, as cliche as that sounds. Because there was a, a job that I took. Actually, when I moved to Asheville, I took this job working at a boarding school. And fairly early into that school's opening, I just remember walking into the conference room one day and on the big whiteboard, this poem was just written there. Someone someone wrote it. I don't, And I had no idea who wrote it, why, if it came up during one of their meetings, if it was one of the kids who just wrote it on the board, or I have no idea where where these words came from on that board, but it just made me smile to see this poem written on the whiteboard of my old boarding school that I worked at. So, so I'll close our combo cast today by reading Wild Geese by Mary Oliver. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. It's just, and every time I see geese in the air, it's such a magical thing. Like when I see geese in Canada, you guys have geese, you have geese up there. When I <laughs> Wait, see <what>? geese flying in, <laughs> when I see geese flying in the sky in that magical V shape, I'm just mesmerized by that. Um, it takes me back to this poem. It takes me back to just like, um, being vulnerable with one another, that we're all trying to figure out this life together and that there's endless possibility as lonely, as struggle-oriented as we are, whatever our struggles are, whether they're with sexuality or what have you. Um, I love that line, the world offers itself to your imagination. So um, I hope people take hope in that, that God can use your brokenness and does and is using our brokenness every day. That is such a beautiful poem too. Just so well-written. And I recommend like, maybe I'll post a link to it on YouTube because she reads it out loud. And it's just, it's always great when you feel, when you hear the author read their own work. And so, and it's a short poem. So I'd encourage people to check it out if you want to hear Miss Oliver uh, read, read that poem. This was so great, Will. Thank you for coming on. Thanks again for letting me uh, join. Like this, For sure. This was a, a good time. Yeah, we'll have to figure out 
when I was thinking about things to talk about today, we didn't get to our epic road trip. So maybe on a future, <laughs> on a future combo cast, you'll have to come back and we'll have to dive into our epic time on the road together. You know, I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll th- we'll sprinkle in some poetry too. That can be your thing. You can read one or two poems, and we'll tell some stories, and and it'd be awesome to have you back again. Sounds like a plan. Awesome. Well, you guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Subscribe if you're not already. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't as well. That can apply to this show or our main show, The Happy Show. Or I'm sorry, that's The Sad Show. This was pretend sad show for today. But um, yeah, we'd love your rating review. Love all of you guys for supporting us. Remember, friends, you are not alone. Even the Sparrow stays at home because this pandemic never dies. But we're getting closer, you guys. So keep keep being safe and we'll see you very soon for another Yobcast slash Convocast. See ya, everybody.